Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan Sellers. Hello, American Patriots. I'm back. Okay, what are we talking about <laughs> this evening? Okay, uh, there's never anything not going wrong with electronics around here. I'd have to tie that switch down or something. Uh, uh. Um, okay, so. <laughs> Another pair of earbuds don't work right. Right. Another electronic but, stuff. And it looks like it's real expensive stuff, but it, but it's not. China. Can't wait till we're done with China. Okay. I can't, can't wait. I can just go on the shelf and buy Made in the USA. Okay. So the pledge, then a Frederick Bastiat quote. The ups and downs for the week, the illegal alien invasion report, which keeps changing, the news behind the news, and the news behind the news if we get to it. I also did add at the last minute more abortion news, so that's if we get to that. That's at the end. But, Brian, I have to bring something up. No. I do. I don't want to. Everybody, I, I, I listen to talk radio. I've listened to Mark Levin, and everybody was emailing him and sending him audios. You know what they were sending him audios of? No. Yesterday, Alec Baldwin went on the Howard Stern show and t- said to the whole, his whole audience that Mark Levin is the dumbest, most d- boring radio talk show host on the circuit. Well, who gives a crap what he has to say? He gave, his, he gave it a shot. He couldn't do it. I could not. I mean, they played this clip that he was talking about Hannity and Mark Levin and Savage. Hannity? I'm like, are you? Ca-? Hannity's got a great show. What he, are you talking about? He's obsessed with Hannity. Has been for years. Oh, for because, years. Yeah, because uh, because he's effective. <laughs> it's just, and in I think they said six years ago. But or could seven, someone email uh, Hannity and give him a civics lesson, please? There are no co-equal branches of government. That's nonsense. He was fed as a child. So I didn't even know this happened. He Hannity because he just recently had to open up his big pie hole. Al- Alec. Um, so they he played on his uh, TV show last night. Hannity did, and I'm bringing this up because we need to go after these progs. Screw you, progs. Um, you don't get to do this. He's played when. Um, it's about six or seven years ago, Hannity and Levin called in to, when Baldwin had his radio show. Yes, I remember. <laughs> they, they called him to make fun of him. Yeah, and he, he got up, he walked out in the middle of his radio show, put on his jacket, and left the building. Well, it wasn't because of that. Before they called in, nobody called. He had his mommy call. 
His mother called the show. But the guy... Because he, like, he didn't know what to do. They, they, he expected, like, from the very beginning of his show, there's going to be callers. He couldn't do a radio show. He couldn't... He wasn't He wasn't talking about anything. He was like, I don't know. Interesting, interesting. Uh, do we have a caller yet? Let's, no, not, not, not interesting. Let's interesting. talk about Scientology again. Let's, let's continue. <laughs> he on. didn't. No, he didn't talk but, about anything but, until Hannity and, and Levin called in, and uh, <laughs> it was funny as hell. Well, you know, and then he just got up and left. And the, the thing is, his producer was sitting next to him, and he's like, "Alec, this is like, this was this is really radio show gold." He's going, "Alec." Alec, are you going to yeah, come back? Yeah, I remember. Where are you going? <laughs> He's like, Alec, where are you going? We, we still have a radio show. And he just kept, he just didn't say anything. He just walked out, man. And he just, goes, and the poor producer's going, Alec, where are you no, going? No, he's got to fill, which he... Which he might as well anyway, because he wasn't saying anything. <laughs> and he, goes, it, and he, and goes, he literally talked not about one topic. He but, wasn't prepared to talk about anything. Okay, but this is how blame progs are because look, on top of that, if something had happened and it has happened on this radio show, like when lots Al- of stuff happened. Like when our neighbor got uh injured or you yeah. know, some other things have happened, I filled in or I just told everybody that, you know, we have an emergency, blah blah blah. Well, Every time that something happens, and something happens here all the time, but you people don't know about it. But his producer literally said, which is like a no-no, um, Alec is putting on his jacket right now, and, and Alec is leaving the building. Well, I that, mean, you don't say that. You just go, well, you know what? We're going to continue. No, you know? no, because he deserved it. He committed, he committed talk show suicide. He, he, that's it. No one was ever going to give him a microphone again. You can't just walk out and leave dead air. And, you know, to be expecting just callers to be your whole show is ridiculous. Hasn't he ever listened to talk radio? He seems he has a problem with Mark Levin being the most boring talk radio show host. Oh, but he's the he, dumbest. And the dumbest, too. And the dumbest. I know. He's it's far from it. But That's I, what he said last night. I'm done. Alec, you know, again, they like to project progressives. And Alec is a dude. So obviously he projects. He doesn't understand anything Mark Levin says. So he's okay. A doofus. You don't like me to call her AO, AOC this, so I'll call Alec Baldwin. He's without a, a cerebral cortex. He's just <laughs> retarded. And uh, I don't know. I don't know why they gave a game show. Host, it says game show host. Oh, he's now. off that now. Because yeah, then, then, then he moved on. Now what is he doing? He's SLN. Something. He's on Saturday Night Live. He does a stint when he uh, he uh, in in what do you call it? Does, he can't uh, be, Donald Trump. He, he can't be he makes a regular. Believe, he makes believe that he does little snippets. He makes believe he's Donald Trump and tries to imitate him. He, he can possibly. <laughs> he has no talent whatsoever. Really, none. Uh, uh, the only reason he was halfway decent as an actor is that he, at least he can memorize his lines. I know. Normally, we don't do this on the show, but this man deserves to be bashed. Oh, I hate Alec Baldwin. To, 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 and he, he, he should never be given any time on TV or radio because he should have sunk his career a long time ago. But he's a prog, and everybody in charge of prog. He's so. also a Baldwin. Uh, yeah, who cares about that? Well, Hollywood does. Well, it, it's not that he's a Baldwin. He's, uh, what's his father's name? Not Baldwin. Uh, yeah, that's his father's last name. No, it isn't. Um, I mean, that is, it, look, the Baldwins are under that guy, with the, the what the heck is his name? Uh, 
He's related to the guy on Two and a Half Men. No, they're not. His, yeah, they are. No, they're not. I, I, Douglas. That's his last no, name. No, no, no. no yeah. not, not Douglas, no. The Two and a Half Men guy is Douglas. His last name is Douglas. No, Two and a Half Men guy, his name is, uh, I'm a drug, I'm a drunk, and I can... I could do drugs and alcohol and still do a radio show, which is not who you're talking about. What, what's his, what was his name? He, he, he said, I'll prove I could do And I could tell he was screwed up the whole time he was doing it. So he really didn't succeed. Uh, I could tell he was high or drunk or, drunk or both. Um, what the heck is his name? I can't remember now. It's because I don't care about him, but... Uh, Oh, look, it's right there, right right there. Charlie Harper, who played him? I'm looking. Who played Charlie Harper? Uh, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. He's a Sheen. Right, and the Baldwins and the Sheens are, like, intermarried or something. I don't know what you're talking I've never heard that, so I don't know. I can't, I cannot... Well, you'd have to Confirm you'd have to deny. look up, you'd have to look up Charlie Sheen, see who his family is, blah blah blah. But his father, I, I thought his father was also the father of the Baldwin's. No, his his brother is an Estevez. Charlie Sheen's brother is an Estevez. Yes. So his father is the father of a Sheen and an Estevez. No, uh, Carlos Erwin Estevez is Charlie Sheen's real name. Charlie Sheen is not his real name. Yeah, but his what's his brother's name then? It, no, it's like he's like a bastard of the Baldwin family. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I'm telling you right now. They have the same father. Anyway, um, it's Hollywood. Who really cares who's who's diddling who? Uh, poor Alec. Carlos Estevez was born on September third, nineteen sixty-five, in New York City. The youngest a- son of actor Martin Sheen. See? Martin Sheen. That's what I was thinking of. And artist Janet Tepple- Templeton. Right. Now go look up Alec Baldwin. All right. Anyway, let's get along. Let's get on with our show because okay. I don't really give a crap about Alec Baldwin. He's a big, fat doofus. He, he, he's putting on his jacket and leaving the building. He's left, <laughs> he's left the building. It's like, where's Waldo? <laughs> no, it's like... No, that that's a reference to Elvis, Susan. Catch up. He, Elvis has left the no, building. No, I know, but he doesn't deserve Alec that. Alec has left the building. Yeah, he doesn't deserve that. That's too much of a of like being royalty, and he's not. He's more like Waldo. <laughs> Where's Waldo? He's like you know. I feel bad for his brother Alex because Alex well, is like a twin of him. But he looks so much like him, and his name is Alex, and the other one's Alec. Alec. I and know. And it, you know they get confused all the time, and he's got to put up with people thinking he's the big fat doofus of his brother sometimes. Uh, I know. And what kind of an imagination do you have to name your kid? Oh well, no, I can't say anything. You named your kids Michael and Michelle. Yeah, but it's because my ex-wife was an idiot, and uh, I couldn't get her to agree to any names. It's the only names we could agree on. But it's not the same as Alec and Alex. You're talking about one-letter difference. <laughs> I know. Good, great imagination. <laughs> and man. again, they look like I, they could be fraternal twins or something. I mean, he looks he looks like Alec, and the other balls don't look anything. Steven looks nothing like Alec and Alex. Stephen Baldwin, he's my favorite Baldwin, by the way, because he's a 
Christian conservative. Yeah, he was disinherited. He's much more um, out there Christian than I am. I, I'm not. I'm not good at being Christian. And oh my God, no wonder he thinks who he is. He was born Alexander Ray Baldwin the third. Not Alec. Alec, right there. That's what he was born. Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> Alexander Ray Baldwin the third. Okay, now who's Alex? Oh God, <laughs> he's gonna like, make me do this. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. All right, anyway, Go ahead, Patriot Hand of our own face flag. You don't flag, get a flag or make one. Heck, paint it on the wall. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You need to put uh, an American flag in there. So I have a flag to look at. You have a flag to look at. But I can't at. read that and look over there at the same time. <laughs> I know I have an American flag picture. You can just plop it in there. Uh, all right. So here's a, a quote for you. Now, legal plunder can be committed in an infinite number of ways. Thus, we have an infinite number of plans for organizing it. Tariffs, protection, benefits, subsidies, encouragements, progressive taxation, public schools, guaranteed jobs, guaranteed profits, minimum wages, and right to relief, a right to the tools of labor, free credit, and so on and so on. Frederick Bastiat, the law. Now, he said... He just listed absolutely everything that is going on that we have here in the United States of America now. All, all of it needs to go, but except what tariffs. Year, but what year was this? Except tariffs, because uh, as long as people are going to tariff our goods, we have to tariff their goods. It's a it's a necessary evil. The founders were clear on it. Um, they, there's no there's no good way, you know. They put tariffs on goods coming in, put tariffs on goods going out. It's it's it's. Uh, it's a touchy thing. You know, if you put tariffs on your exports, then the people have to pay more. The other citizens from the other country pay it. And that sounds great, but you got to be careful because if you if you do it too high, you lo- you're not competitive anymore. And then you lose the trade. And then if you tariff goods coming in, then the people, then the citizens of the country have to pay the tariff on the goods coming in in the form of the price of goods. So there is no real good answer to tariffs. It it's just you have to have it as a tool. If other people are going to tariff your goods, you got to tariff theirs. That's the way it goes. And then hopefully they'll go, "Hey, this is stupid. Why don't we just not tariff either one of our goods?" Okay, like like Trump said when they said, "Well, we can just we'll just have no tariffs," and he's like, "All right, up for that." That's his ultimate goal. But it, to, to get there, you have to use tariffs. You can't just have the other country put 20% tariffs on your goods and you put nothing on theirs. It's stupid. Yeah, but what, all of this, protection, benefits, subsidies, encouragements, progressive taxation, public schools. I know. I said all of it has to go. I know, but this sounds like this was written this year. Yeah, but it wasn't. When was this written? When was the uh, law? In the 1800s? It was, it was the late 1800s, I believe. So he's saying all this 
in the late 1800s. You'd have to look it up, Bestie. You have to law. It'll tell you exactly when it oh, was published. Oh, it's going to have me on the internet. Uh, but yeah, we were already we already had all this stuff back then uh, because we're already too progressive. And uh, don't forget, he's in Europe, so he wasn't talking about the United States. Yeah, but that's the United States now is Europe. Right, because uh, we've allowed the Democrats to march us slowly towards serfdom, which ends up with us being just like Europe. We're just following their road. You look where Europe is now. Do you really want to? I mean, come on, the UK people of the UK don't even want to be part of the European Union. And the stupid leaders keep getting in the way. They're going to just end up pulling out without any agreement, and uh, I think that's what they should do. Any, why, why do you have to have an agreement? We're gone. Bye. Have a nice day. You don't want to. You don't want our goods? Then we'll sell them to somebody else. Bye. See you later. Because America's a big consumer, and I'd rather buy UK made in UK than made in China. I'll tell you that. Eighteen fifty. There you go. Eighteen fifty. Again, Europe was way ahead of us with all this nonsense. They are democratic socialists. Do you want to be like them? Are you in love with AOC? Do you want to be just like Europe? Europe sucks. Ask anybody that's immigrated from Europe to come here. (laughs) Europe sucks. Why do you think they emigrated from Europe and came to the United States? Because Europe sucks. That's why. Even the UK sucks. I don't want to be anything like them. Their and their medical system is garbage. It's useless. And look at you know, look at free dental, I guess, over there. Have you ever seen bad teeth like that? I mean, they have the worst teeth in the world. They have the they have horrible teeth. That's like you can't go to an orthodontist and get your teeth straightened out as a kid. Because, well, it's free, so well, we gotta ration it. Well, okay, they got free dental, look at their teeth. Uh that their medicine is the same way. The medicine is like dental. Bad teeth, bad everything else. You want a CAT scan? No problem. Uh, just sit online for about six months to a year, and maybe we'll get one. It took me a day over here. Not even. Oh, yeah, it did. You're right. It was one day. Yeah. It was, it was simple. <laughs> one day. Got it, got it done. Got an MRI. No, got a CAT scan, and then I got... Uh, Ultrasound of the throat, the thyroid. Yeah, that took a week. It didn't take a week. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go down for a week. Uh, that was on me. I could have scheduled it earlier. Again, you want to give up all of that, and let's let's be honest. What we're talking about, everyone keeps talking about health care. The government's not providing health care. Doctors, nurses, EMTs, paramedics—they provide health care. They're talking about health insurance. Always, it's all about insurance, not healthcare. Sure, you got a you got single payer, you get free healthcare insurance. Okay, but you can't use it. So, what good is it? You've got health insurance, but you can't get healthcare. You see the problem? And even when you do, it's subpar. If anybody's ever gone to a government hospital, you know what I'm talking about. New York City Hospital, I had to go to as a, as a paramedic and EMT in New York City. What a hole. Filthy, dirty, disgusting. Doctors look like they were they're just drunks that uh, drink all day long. Uh, it's just ridiculous. 
I mean, I got a blood test at, that showed positive for hepatitis B. You know what I found out? A year later when I went in for my regular mandatory physical. He was in New York City EMS at the time. And they go, which is part of Health and Hospitals Corporation, which own all the hospitals. And he's flipping through. Did anyone tell you you have hepatitis B? You tested positive for hepatitis B? I'm like, what? No. I remember being sick for like a month. I didn't know what it was. I guess it was hepatitis B. I I got over it. <laughs> you did by myself. Yeah. Uh, again, great great healthcare, right? Uh, tell me about it next year when it's all when it's either I'm dead or it's gone. Mm. That's what that, that's what you're dealing with. That's socialism. That's the unions are socialism. We need to get rid of them too. They're destroy they help they destroy the auto industry and yet uh, still around. Well, and that health thing is a really good segue for the ups and downs for the week. I'm just tired of the whole conversation not being about health insurance, which is all it's about, not health care. They're not providing you with any health care. Are they taking your temperature? Are they doing your blood pressure pulse? Are they giving you uh, treatment? Are they prescribing medicine? No. So it's just health insurance. And the problem with government health insurance is it sucks. And so all you end up with is people that suck. You really can't work anywhere else. They end up working for the government. That's the, and you're going to run all the other, all the good doctors just leave. They just say, screw it, retire. Close, close up shop, bye. A lot of doctors already did that, had to meld with hospitals because it's the cost of dealing with the paperwork of the health insurance was ridiculous. It was overwhelming. You have to have more staff for paperwork than you do for health care. So they said, screw it. <laughs> went, went into the hospitals. Closed up their practices. That's just going to happen on steroids if we ever get this Green New Deal that AOC likes to talk about. Oh, we got to have the new Green New Deal. It's the right thing to do. But it's going to cost... Uh, oh, it doesn't matter what it costs. It just matters if it's the right because thing to do. Because it doesn't apply to her. She doesn't get it, and she doesn't have to pay for it. Why would you do that? I didn't. Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. in a minute. She doesn't have to pay for it, and she's not a part of it. She, they're all the whole Congress, the whole Senate. They have all their she lovely is, private... She is going to be rich. You do understand that. She's backed by George Soros. She has all the money in the world at her disposal. And she's going to get rich. Look at all the appearances she gets on every talk show, every news show. She's all over the place, and she's nobody. She came out of nowhere, she's nobody, and she did not live in the Bronx. Uh-uh. She was in the nice place, the nicer places up in uh, Yonkers towards upstate. That's where she was brought up, in an affluent white neighborhood. She was not brought up in the ghetto. She was not brought up in her district. She did not live in the district, and she still does not live in the district. Her father has an apartment there that she's no one has ever seen her at. The neighbors never have never seen her, except I they said except uh, once or twice for picking up mail. She just picked up her mail and left. She doesn't live there. She's a spoiled little brat. If you can't tell by the way she behaves. Oh, but she's so cute and nice. And go, oh. uh, you know, people, you got to stop voting for people based on that kind of stupidity. They're not puppies. 
All right, supposedly it up. No, now we have to do this. We're going to have to go early because you're going to get interrupted. Uh, okay, uh, Susan wants to go to break. It's your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> migrant caravan crossing Mexico marching toward our border dangerous illegal criminals like cop killer Luis Bracamontes don't care about our laws America cannot allow this invasion the migrant caravan must be stopped President Trump and his allies will protect our border and keep our families safe America's future depends on you stop the caravan vote Republican I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world. Then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800 910 8231 The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drug alcohol and bad influences with the fmla people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it call quit drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 that's 800-377-1456 if you're suffering from hearing loss, stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of Listen Clear, a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-917-1316. 800-917-1316. That's 800-917-1316. Radio Cooperative Radio Show, our half of one. Got these wonderful JBL earbuds that don't work with the crap. Another company went to China. Yay. More garbage. Anyway, the ups and downs for the week. This is an up, supposedly, from SF Gate. Two years ago, Liz Smith, director of nursing at Franciscan Children's Hospital in Brighton, Massachusetts, was headed toward the elevator at work when she saw her... When she saw her? A teeny girl with bright blue eyes and a single soft brown curl swept across her forehead. And I saw a picture of this baby. My goodness, honey. Big, big, big. Big, beautiful blue eyes. I was like, oh, look at you. <sighs> Why are blue eyes so nice? I don't know. I love your eyes. They're like aqua. <laughs> okay. Who's this beautiful angel? Smith asked the nurse who was wheeling the infant down the hall. Her name is Giselle, the nurse told her. The infant, a ward of the state, had been at the hospital for five months, but Smith had never seen her before. Names like Giselle, we should have never gotten away from biblical names. This is so European. Smith learned that Giselle, then eight months old, had been born premature at another hospital in July 2016, weighing just under two pounds. She had neonatal abstinence syndrome, a result of her birth mother using heroin, cocaine, and methadone during her pregnancy. Okay, now I'm going to go and make sure that we're streaming because this story made me cry. My sister was a crack addict and my niece, the same thing happened. She was my my sister decided to have her and she was born a crack baby, but my parents adopted her. And she is a grown woman now. That's number one that's going to make me cry because my family stepped up. Number two, all those people that are saying about these birth abortions and the next story is going to go into that. That that baby was viable. What about it? And they're, they're aborting babies at this age. 
yeah, it's already those arguments have already been made. Uh, but again, look at all the examples we could give. My my niece was born premature. I, I don't. I don't. Elective abortions are out of the question as far as I'm concerned. So there's no excuse for elective abortions. Sorry, every there's just zero reason for it. It's murder. And uh, sorry, women, you had a choice. You chose to have sex. You have to live with the consequences of your decision. You don't get to make a second choice. The state of Massachusetts took custody of Giselle when she was three months old and transferred her to Franciscan Children's because her lungs needed special care and she had a feeding tube. The baby did not have a single visitor in her five months at the hospital. Social service workers were trying to place her in foster care. Oh, my neck is still hurting, folks. (laughs) Giselle Smith told herself all the way home that evening. Giselle, it was at that moment, said Smith, that she knew I'm going to foster this baby. I'm going to be her mother. Life often interferes with well-planned intentions, and for Smith, who grew up in Andover, Massachusetts, it was no different. When she lost her mother at age 19 to liver cancer, Smith decided the best way to honor her was to live a good life and follow her selfless example. My mom was a pediatric nurse who always put others first, recalled Smith, a middle child with two brothers and two sisters. So I grew up wanting to be a nurse, too. She also wanted to nurture in a more personal way. For decades, Smith, now 45, always thought she would marry and raise a family as her mother had. After her parents divorced when she was nine, her mom put a lot of effort into keeping the house full of laughter and joy, Smith recoiled. When several of her siblings married and started to have children of their own, Smith said she naturally thought that she would one day do the same, but it didn't happen. I never imagined becoming a mom would be a challenge, she said. It's a desire you can try to push away and fill with other distractions, but it never goes away. As Smith threw herself into being the world's greatest aunt for her 13 nieces and nephews, her siblings picked up on her pain. I always pictured Liz as a mom since she's a nurturer by nature. And one of her sisters, Ellie Smith, 40, a Homeland Security analyst with three boys. Liz Smith, who had hoped to conceive through in vitro fertilization, found out her health insurance wouldn't cover that treatment, and she couldn't afford it on her own. Her sister suggested adoption or fostering, but Smith didn't want to consider it. Then she saw Giselle. Since the moment I met her, there's something behind her striking blue eyes capturing my attention, she said. I felt that I needed to love this child and keep her safe. What what happened here? It went crazy again. I hate this touchpad. 
Oh, and I can't find it now. <laughs> okay, uh, there it is. After putting in a request, Foster Giselle Smith went to the baby's hospital room every day after work to sit next to her crib and talk in a soft voice. She was behind developmentally, and I wanted to get her out of the hospital and get her thriving, Smith recalled. Three weeks later, in April 2017, when Giselle was nine months old, she received permission to take Giselle home with the stipulation that every effort would be made by the state to reunite the infant with her birth parents. Her friends at work threw her baby uh, threw her a baby shower and helped her to set up a crib in her bedroom. Dang it. <sighs> Sorry. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea where I am now. Come on, dang it. <sighs> there it is. <sighs> she was... Uh, where was it? Three weeks later, in April 2017, when Giselle was nine months old, she received permission to take Giselle home with the stipulation that every bet I hate this, by the way. Every effort would be made by the state to reunite the infant with her birth parents. Her friends had worked through her baby shower and helped set up a crib in her room. Leaving the parking lot of the hospital with Giselle and a car full of baby stuff, I was in shock that it was happening, said Smith. She took two weeks off to settle into her new role. I was excited by nervous, but nervous, realizing that I was committed everything I had to this child who might not be in my life forever, she said. Although Giselle's birth parents were initially granted supervised weekly visits, ultimately the state determined oh, that they were incapable of caring for the infant and her parental rights were terminated. No other family members were found who were able to take the baby. Smith was thrilled that she could apply to adopt Giselle, but she understood the sorrow of the situation for the birth mother and father. Now, they've made their own decisions. Uh, the day I got the call that there... Oh. That their parental rights were terminated was very sad, she said. My gain was, a, was another's loss. It's a feeling difficult to describe when you are experiencing this life-changing moment that someone else is as well in the opposite way the bottom line is it's devastating for another family oh, with plenty of nurturing from smith her brother phil smith who lived with her at the time and other trusted caregivers the infant was soon meeting milestone after milestone by halloween of 2017 when giselle was 15 months old she was walking, and she knew several words. Her first word was badoon, for balloon, said Liz Smith. Today, we still call it that. Then last year, on October 18th, in a courtroom in Brockton, Massachusetts, that was filled with family members, co-workers, and friends, Liz Smith's dream became official. 
A judge signed off on Giselle's adoption and presented Lynn Smith with legal documents certifying that she was now the girl's mother. This is the mother-daughter relationship my sister has waited a long time for, said Phil Smith, 44. It's plain to see that they have brought a completeness to each other. Although Giselle, who is now two, still needs to use supplemental feeding tube, said Liz Smith, her daughter now weighs 23 pounds and has an appreciation for cheese, avocados, and pizza. She is also energetic, loving, and often bursts spontaneously into song. Her new favorite song is You Are My Sunshine, Smith said. And every time she sings it, I think to myself, you have no idea. Why is it everybody loves pizza? My favorite food's pizza. My nephew pretty much won't eat pizza. This <laughs> this little girl likes pizza. That's what you got out of this? Because pizza is the most complete food. That's why. Oh, my God. This is like the best up I've ever found. Yes, and she likes pizza. That's another up. This just... Smart people like pizza. <laughs> yes, and uh, my parents, they stepped up. My family did to keep uh, my, my niece. Yeah, and she's turned into a joy. And my nephew, too. He's got autism. So my family's been through a lot of this stuff, too. But uh, they're both adults, so they live to be adults. Yay. Okay. Uh, Are we going to continue? As opposed? i got to continue, Susan. <laughs> i got to finish the show. I've had a lot of pain. All right, up down from Fox News. Disney's star-studded Dumbo did not exactly take flight at the North American box office this weekend, while the faith-based film Unplanned rounded out the top five flicks with an impressive $6.1 million from only 1,059 theaters. That's not a lot of theaters. That's an incredible amount. Of money, right? That's an incredible amount of money from a thousand theaters. I know, across the entire United States. Unplanned was another success for Pure Flicks, which targets the faith-based audience. And yes, I did a couple days ago, I did a story about people that started their own production company, their own studio so that they can put more of these faith-based films out there without having to deal with Hollywood. Hollyweird. So now they got their they made their own film studio. I mean, this is like competing with Hollywood. Right. This is like the be- like you'd have to remember when uh, MGM first started, right? Well, you have to well, it starts this way. You, this is how you get movies out. The they contact the movie theaters, the movie theaters buy up the, you know, they have to pay for it. I don't know about the faith-based ones, but usually you pay for them. That's that's why they don't make money on ticket sales in those places. That just basically covers the film. 
they make money off the concession stand, which is why they're Nazis about it. The, th- the theaters. Yes, that's how they make their money. But, you know, people do have, you know, I've heard a couple people on Stupid Talk Radio about, well, you know, they're not going to go anywhere. You know, MGM started like a little oh, no. team, you know? This, this, they already put this film out and, other, I know. and others. I know, but. But they, now they're planning on putting out three films this year at it, from their studio. So they're going to have three faith-based movies coming out in this next year. Uh, and I'm sure after that it'll step up even more. But I don't know how many how many scripts there are out there faith based at the moment. Right. Again, though, what my point is, everyone forgets where these big Hollywood studios started. They were little teeny thingies too. Well, yeah. Originally, you know, they came about right up, you know, right after the invention of the the uh, camera, the video, <laughs> the camera, and the projector. Nobody knew what it was. They started out. It was there were no audio. It was just talkies. Remember, it was all silent films. It wasn't until later on that they added audio to it because technology caught up. Well, and just like but, this, I mean, they started out and yeah, nobody no, knew we, anything no, about it. But no. you know, they were like in a, a sudden, warehouse. All of a sudden, there's this there's this sign outside of a, a, a building that says. <laughs> There's a this come see whatever movie, and I like movie. They called it motion pictures, pictures and uh, yeah, and uh, so yeah, it started out. There was hardly anybody. I mean, really, it was just started in Hollywood, California, and there was you know just one place you could go see it, and then you know after they started making money, they expanded. Uh, but yeah, they were. On, it was not a tried and true thing. Movies. It was one of those things like, oh, you get, that's that's never going to make any money. That's right. what they heard all the time. Yep, yep. And but they hey, it sure did to surprise people, didn't it? Look right. at Hollywood now. Well, and also like the smaller Excuse me, Holly Weird, Holly Weird, the and like the smaller ones that are up and coming as well, like DreamWorks. DreamWorks was like nothing, and now they're no, making. No, DreamWorks was he- heavily funded. DreamWorks. Yep. I like they got they have some really good wholesome movies. These these uh this new studio is they're like they're not, yeah. They they They're like the old ones that first started like we were saying MGM, like just like that. Yeah, they don't have big financial backers. Right. But they are able to get enough financing to get three movies done and and build a studio. So Well, one thing about Unplanned, they were down 1 million dollars to get this off the ground and Mike Lindell, the creator of My Pillow, he donated a million dollars. He's a serious faithful Christian. If you ever hear him talk about I've heard him on interviews with Hannity where you know, he Hannity asked died. him about it, and uh, yeah, he's 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 like a big time conser- uh, Christian. He big was time. a big time drug addict, and his dealers made him stop. That's probably how he got converted to Christianity. Because <laughs> you go you go to Alcoholics Anonymous or Drugs Anonymous, whatever they're called, you have to go to faith based. It's faith based. You have to. It, it's the way. It's it is. the only way that it works. It's not the only way, but it's the most effective way. Right. It's been proven. But I mean, you, you got to have a wake up call when your drug dealers are given an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. Now look, he got he straightened out his life and he made a fortune. I want one of my pillows. I do too. We have no money. I know. And I want that bed thing. My bed topper. Yeah. Yeah, we could use both. Oh of those. God, we could. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. So, oh, the other thing went unplanned. Before you go on. I don't know if it was more than Georgia, but they made them. 
an, in order for them to, and I don't know how the state did this, they made them rate it R, unplanned for it to be seen in the theaters in Georgia. Because it's all about abortion. Well, because they said they the, think the topic's too. They adult. said the first scene is is atrocious and it has to be R, and they didn't want the little girls to go in and see it or, or children under the age of fourteen. Because the that's first PG, because, not R. Uh, well, they 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 wanted them to rate it there's R. PG, then there's PG thirteen. Fourteen. There's PG thirteen, and then it's PG fourteen. Nope, and then it's R. That's it. There's no. There's only two PG, PG and PG thirteen. Okay, well, those, thirteen means thirteen and above. You don't have to have fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen because if you're above thirteen, thirteen or above, you can watch PG thirteen. Well, movies. like one of our shows is they call it LV fourteen, language blah blah blah. They, they always say it in the beginning of one of our shows that vampire show okay. says LV fourteen. Well, that's not the, that's not the same kind of rating. Okay, so anyway, the reason that they made them rate that's this not a is, film rating. That's that's. A, is cable rating. The, the woman that that this is based on, um, and it doesn't usually that fourteen doesn't mean age. It it just it. The warnings are there's violence, foul language, nudity. That's what that's what all those initials well, mean the when they put them that, in there. The reason so. that everybody's protesting this is because the first scene is what to- turned the, the woman Ashley, who was a what's pro- the first scene, Susan? You said it five okay, times. The first scene is showing a sonograph guided abortion, and the baby is fighting to get away from the needle. Oh, that happens all the time. But that's the first scene, and they try Good. to get rated R and banned and all this other stuff. Well, you know, again. That's why they're only in 1,000 theaters, because they're not in those theaters, Susan. Yep. Because they want it rated R. And they really don't want to show it at all. Hollywood doesn't want it shown at all. They're pro-abortion. So they're not into this. That's why they're they're not going to pick up that. And you're on your own. Again, if they were if they were in all the theaters, it'd be a different story. One thousand is a drop in the bucket. I know, I know. They could have but, made they could have made probably hundreds of millions of dollars if they were in all the theaters, like most movies. Yep, and that's why I put the first story up about a baby being saved, and then this story because and it's also because the people that own these theaters are, are progs too. Yep, and they you know they they're all down. They're in this. They're in the click, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, they're progressive, and they don't want anything that's pro-life because it, you should be able to murder babies in the womb whenever you want. And uh, they don't care because, you know, they drink baby umbilical cord blood and all this other stuff. And, yeah, they do. And I did that story. And, yes, it it was verified. They actually do drink baby umbilical cord blood. Uh, so you know, and I don't know who's buying all the baby parts. They're selling baby parts. You saw that, right? You you, you saw that probably on YouTube, right? Well, if you missed it, to to a hunt for it because uh, it's true. <laughs> all right. Uh, so anyway, Unplanned was another success for Pure Flix, which targets the faith-based audience. Actually, you should be targeting not the faith-based audience so that maybe because those are the people you need to reach, isn't it? Yeah, no. Faith-based people already are You're not going to get anybody else, Brian. You know, that saying about swine, right? 
Well, you know, I, there are a lot of people out there that just don't know any better. And they're you, on the fence. And if you showed them this, that's what they're—that's exactly what they're afraid of. If you showed the average person this, they would suddenly become pro-life. They actually, when they did the, a couple of interviews, I heard with the actress that's portraying Ashley. She said there was a, a lot of people that. Um, She's hearing on the grapevine and social media that they went to see it and they were had they said like you're saying they had no idea, and they had no idea they were pro-abortion because they were just saying, well, I wouldn't do it, but I'm not going to stop somebody else from doing it. Is there some reason you're standing up and talking? Yeah, <laughs> the microphone's <laughs> about four feet lower. <laughs> I have to go that way, but that they they didn't realize that they were pro pro-abortion. Because they said, well, I won't do it, but I'm not going to stop her from doing it. Yeah, well, you better stop everybody from doing it. Again, I'm pro-choice. Women, say no to sex. And you won't get pregnant, I promise. If you do get pregnant, you had sex. Didn't come from a toilet seat. We are thrilled, gratified, and humbled. Unplanned co-directors Carrie Solomon and Chuck Kunzelman said Sunday in a statement. We are so pleased that the American people have responded with such an enormous outpouring of support at the box office. It humbles us, and we look forward to seeing what happens in the weeks ahead. And again, uh, Pure Flix now is making money. If you make money, you have more money to invest in films. In other words, you, know, you all you get is a script. Someone sends you a script that says, what do you think of this? And if you like it, you go, okay, let's make the movie. And But you got, the studio has to have the money to pay for it. This is how they make the money. By ticket sales. So, go see Unplanned if you haven't already. And the wow, f- the f- uh, the film tells the true story of Abby Johnson, who worked at Planned Parenthood for eight years before becoming a pro life activist. Boy, that would make that should make everybody anybody pro life. The disgusting things that goes on in Planned Parenthood. I'm surprised more people don't run screaming from that place. Meanwhile, in Tim Burton remake of the 1941 Disney classic did not perform the way other live action favorites have. Dumbo, see why why do there's already a Dumbo. Why would you do another Dumbo? Oh because this time it's not going to be a cartoon. An animation is going to be with that what do they call that new thing they do with 3D imaging like the Hulk and stuff. Uh in the beginning it was a little cheesy uh i forget what they call it now but yeah dumbo's not a real elephant it it's that new 3d modeling stuff they do but anyway we have to go to a break it's the uncooperative radio show you stay tuned because we'll be right back When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, 
A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel like global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch-magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you! Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist-socialist paradise. Just walk, bike, or drive your carbon-graded vehicle to the uncooperative moped dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks, and pickup trucks, and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and onto one of our fully-loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. Woo! I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our base somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. <laughs> what will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Across the nation, sneaking in America. Got to have some legislation. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. He's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? 
prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America, the fight for the presidency. We don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about in Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its both North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas, uh, uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. It, it was at eighty percent an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? Sixty-eight percent. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. <sighs> Ow, my neck. Uh, sorry I keep saying that, but you have no idea how much pain I'm in. <clears throat> Alright, back to Dumbo. CGI, that's what I was looking for. I knew you'd find it. it it's come a long way. I, I, was, I saw the trailer for dumbo that was pretty good but uh really again it's like nothing new under the sun there already was a dumbo why don't you make something new dumbo earned an estimated 45 million dollars domestically and 4,259 locations against a 170 million dollar production budget less than half of what beauty and the beast the Jungle Book, and Burton's own Alice in Wonderland open to. And yeah, Burton's Alice in Wonderland sucked too. The original was better. Why Why do it again? Again, everything he did over sucked. Yeah, everything he did Charlie originally. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was horrible. The Lone Ranger? That was my favorite <laughs> movie. I mean, I mean, it still is. The The original one, uh, uh, what's it called? Not Charlie Chalk Factory, it's uh, Willy Wonka. That version is great story, t- touching, good messages. It was fabulous. Tim Burton turned it into crap. Everything shouldn't be a horror flick, Tim. I think I think you've I think it's time for you to retire because you're like a one a one song band. That's just <laughs> you suck. Everything has to be twisted if it's Tim Burton's involved. He did good with Batman, and then after that, he went over. He just went he off the rails. He did good with Edward Scissor's hands too. That was before Batman, right? Yes, but after Batman, he went off the rails and started doing stupid crap. Again, remaking movies already made and making them worse. Uh, not really a legacy that you want. Uh, Dumbo starring Colin Farrell. Oh, I don't even like him. And Danny DeVito. Oh, my God. He's a freak, Danny DeVito. Got mixed to negative reviews. That's what it says. From critics and currently has a middling 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, Rotten Tomatoes are progs. And I listen to a thing they say. But if they say it, it sucks. It really sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
It did, however, bump Jordan Peele's Us to second place. Us added $33.6 million, down only 53%, bringing its domestic total to $128.2 million in its second week. The Lupita Nyong'o doppelganger movie cost only $20 million to produce. I don't even know what the hell that I is. I know. I, <laughs> I don't really care either. Easing the Dumbo disappointment, Disney and Marvel's Captain Marvel. And that's, I loved Captain Marvel comic books, and it was a man, not a woman. And by the way, they're doing Shazam, too. If you want to know what Shazam is, he's the prequel to Captain Marvel in the comic books. It, it they what they did is they changed it a little bit for Captain uh, Marvel. It's instead of saying Shazam and turning, getting superpowers, he had these bracelets uh, he touched together that gave him that turned him into Captain Marvel. But basically, it was a it was just a riff off the old comic book Shazam because he was Captain Marvel too, but. He said Shazam, and that's what changed him into Captain Marvel. Anyway, that's a little too far in the weeds, comic book land, but I used to read these things, and making it a woman is a non-starter for me. I'm tired of everything getting changed gender-wise, gender-wise or homosexual-wise, just because we have to. Why do we have to? These people are deviants, not superheroes. You know what? What I've come to the conclusion is that these progs are so afraid of actually just going back to the wholesomeness and the way things used to be. They're so terrified. They're not terrified. They have to change it. They're not terrified. They they don't want to. There's no desire to. They're not terrified of going back. They don't they want to go more progressive. They want more you know, like homosexuals everywhere. No. Women are no. <laughs> Most women are not the majority of uh, first responders. If you didn't know this, women are not the majority. Men are still to this day. So why portray everything female or homosexual? Enough is enough. You, you know you're gonna you're gonna politicize yourself out of business because more and more of these other studios are going to start popping up as challenges to this nonsense and good riddance to bad rubbish. And I hope all you Hollywood Jews all starve to death. No, really, I freeze, become homeless. I despise you. I know I'm supposed to love my enemies. I don't love them. Sorry, I just don't. I can't lie. I don't love them. Easing the Dumbo disappointment. Oh yeah, you must have to. You must have to ease it. Disney and Marvel's Captain. Marvel landed a third place in weekend four with an additional twenty point five million. Now it only goes in one way. It's now earned over three hundred and fifty million in North America and is expected to cross the one billion dollar mark globally sometime this week. Yes, globally, uh yes. The uni- the universal Superman who became uh a, a, not a citizen of the United States, but of the world, did well overseas. This is going to do well overseas because they they're already they're already full landed with this nonsense pro- progressive socialism over there. I mean, it, it, this is just normal for them, not us. 
and shouldn't be, and it shouldn't have even got the money it did. It should have tanked. That's the only way to send them a message. I know they finally do superhero, but when they change genders and change their sexual orientation, now uh, it's politics and it's not entertainment. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Because last time I checked, women and homosexuals weren't running everything. The teen drama romance, Five Feet Apart with Cole Sprouse, And Haley Lou Richardson took fourth place with $6.3 million, down only 27% in its third week. Not so lucky was The Beach Bum, a stoner odyssey from the provocative filmmaker Harmony Corinne, starring Matthew McConaughey, another freak over the cliff, left-wing kook, it grossed only $1.8 million from 1,100 locations in his first weekend. You know, if anybody really knew, remembered Matthew McConaughey when he started out, he was a dork. He was a complete dork. And they transformed him into this sex symbol now. And, and now he's all full of himself. Just like, who was the other one that started off a dork? The guy that played in The Fly. He was a, he was a doofus, a nothing, a joke, a Gold, gold something. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He was a, he was not a sex symbol at all. And they turned him into one. And then once he turned into one, now he thinks he's all that. And by the way, Jeff, those ugly glasses you're wearing kind of take away from the sex symbolness. But now he's so confident and full of himself that he goes out and spouts all this progressive nonsense. I, yeah, I get it. You you were you were beat up by bullies your whole life, and now you want to get back at them. I get it, Jeff. Aw, too many swirlies. Same with you, McConaughey. Uh, you know, you were a laughing stock, and uh, now you think you're everything. You're not. And we could do without you, by the way. I certainly can. The weekend overall is down around 2%, and the year is still lagging about 16.4%. I can't wait till Hollywood Weird goes out of business. It'd be the happiest day of my life. It would mean we're definitely on the right path. I don't know where the up is on this. I, I, I guess I guess because uh, the faith-based film did so well. But eh, it just seems down to me. Anyway, another down then. From Fox News, New York State Attorney General Letitia James announced a multi-state lawsuit against the Trump administration Wednesday, claiming it illegally weakened federal nutritional standards for school lunches backed by former Lady Michelle Michael Obama. Now, first of all, she's not an elected official, and there was no legislation passed by Congress about this. This was specifically just foisted upon the public school system by the Obamas. It was a complete and utter failure. It did. You were serving nutritious garbage because it all went in the garbage. Pay attention to the real stories. Kids were throwing it all away. They weren't eating it. Now, to claim illegality, how do you figure? First of all, Michelle can't even make an executive order. She's a nothing. First ladies are a nothing burger. They have nothing to do with legislation. Nothing. 
They can have a cause. They can promote. That's all they're supposed to do. Not the Obamas. She, they, she, she had leverage and she used it. She got salt taken out of all prepared foods. You think those people did it voluntarily? They threatened them. That's how they got them to do it. Now, how is Trump illegally doing anything? He can, cha- can change the school lunch program any way he wants. Here's an idea. No more free lunches. Pay for it. What do you think of that? I don't care if it's a dollar. You pay for it. Yeah, we'll say, okay, you're poor. Your family's poor, so, but if you want school lunch, you pay for it. it, it it'll only be a dollar for you, $3 for everybody else. But you're paying for it. We need to get back to that. This freebie stuff needs to stop. It's teaching children that freebies from the government are good. So later on, they could be good little Democrat voters. Illegal. I'd throw this lawsuit out on its face before it went anywhere. There, You have zero standing, lady, and there's no illegality about it. There's no law that says the food has to free this for the food program. No, uh It's not the way it works. So that it's impossible for it to be illegal. Therefore, the whole thing should just be tossed. The lawsuit, which was brought by New York, California, Illinois, Minnesota, Stan, New Mexico, Vermont, and Washington, D.C., has filed in U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. Here's an idea. If you're so worried about the nutrition, why don't you pay for it? Why are you using my money to pay for lunches in your state? Use your own money. You can have any lunch program you want. You don't have to listen to the federal government. Just stop taking their money, which is my money. Stop it. Feed them whatever you like. I I wish I was a judge. Man, I'd be so good at this. I'm telling you, stuff like this would never be make it in a court. And I tell them, if I was to hear this, you do know that if I find against you, you're going to have to pay for all Donald Trump's court fees. You know that, right? You might have paid attention to Stormy Daniels. That's what happened to her. She had to pay Donald Trump hundreds of thousands of dollars because uh, it was a ridiculous lawsuit and she lost you know the other thing most people don't realize you don't have to be a lawyer to be a judge no there's no requirement to be a lawyer as a matter of fact i'd rather you not because lawyers are the problem not the solution i'd rather judges not be lawyers i'd like to ban them from being lawyers i mean uh, uh, from lawyers being judges absolutely because they're supposed to be keeping order in the courtroom they're not supposed to know Law or make law, and they're not supposed to make law, but they're not supposed to know law the way it's taught in the legal profession. And they teach progressivism in the legal schools, the law schools. That's what they teach. They teach subversion of the law and constitution, not upholding it. And uh, judges should be antagonistic towards attorneys on both sides. 
keeping keeping things straight, keeping things honest, keeping things lawful and above board. That's their job. Now, we hate Anaconda County because it's so corrupt. But one good thing that is out of Anaconda County is our justice court. We voted in a non-lawyer as a judge. He was, uh, I think he was something in the corrections. Well, there was, the, the, I don't know he was, had nothing to do with law at all. And uh, the one before the female, I don't know what her background was, but she was a night. She was a nightmare. But she was making guy, law constantly from the bench. But this guy. And I had to go in front of her. Yeah, she was a piece of work. I went in front of her, too. Um, when I got the order of protection, she was definitely a piece of work. Um, but, yeah, and we Brian had to. Like, look, this, all the stuff that we talk about as far as legal up here had nothing to. We did not do anything. This is all our neighbor did this to us, okay? <laughs> but. Um, he, when Brian went before him, he was logical. He was like, well, I'm going to look this up, and this doesn't sound right. And, you know, he was like no, a red, said, normal person. I told him, I said, I, well, this is the deal. Uh, there was this neighbor that moved, sold their place and moved, that was friends with the guy I had a 10-year feud with up here um, that has the property adjacent. And he moved to Arizona with his wife. And But he came back to do some work because he worked at the ranch every once in a while, but he had emphysema. Um, and that was the last time he came back. But anyway, he came back, and he was he wanted an order of protection against me. I, I get I get this order of protection handed to me by the cops, and I'm looking, the man doesn't even live here. I don't even know where he lives. How can, I, how can he need an order of protection? He lives in another state somewhere. So I went for the judge. I told him the same thing. And he goes, you know what? I don't know. I said since I moved, they've been trying to get rid of me since I moved up and bought that property, and uh, this is just nonsense. And uh, he's going, "What is your problem anyway?" Well, one time he came, he came out in his pajamas with a gun, and blah, blah, and he's like, he's he's allowed to carry a gun. It's what are you talking about? And he kept rambling like that, you know. And finally, he's like. You know, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And uh, you're you're not getting it our protection. It's it's tossed. And uh, have a nice day. And he gathered his stuff up and walked out. Usually you leave, not the judge. <laughs> he was he was ticked. He wasn't a lawyer. He wasn't. A, he was just a regular guy, guy. Yeah. from Montana who yeah. understood things like I'm allowed to carry a gun in Montana. I'm a, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing legal about it. Other the other ones were freak out. That woman was a left wing kook, and she freaked out when she heard about guns. Oh, you were brandishing a fight. I said no, I wasn't brandishing anything. I was holding it. I always, I always meet people that come up here that don't that I don't know with a gun. I live in the middle of nowhere, where anybody could do anything, and the cops can't stop them or even catch care. them or even catch them because <laughs> it takes you an hour and a half to get up here uh, if you come up at all. By the way, sometimes my friend got my my neighbor, my friend that's a neighbor lives on the other co- side of the corner of the section. Someone broke into his. His studio stole silver dollars and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, it was when there was snow. You could follow the tracks and everything. He took pictures. He called the police. They wouldn't come up and investigate. They said, come down and make... That's what they started doing. Come down to town and uh, make a formal complaint. 
but we're not going to go up there and investigate. <laughs> this is the sheriff's department, supposedly. They're actually Anaconda police. police. But the, the chief of police runs as the sheriff. This is how they get around the law that says you must have a sheriff's department. They don't. They have the city cops, and they don't care about the county. They get ticked. You're taking resources away from our town. Well, then you should have thought of that before you made the police department the county sheriff's department. You got to police the whole county, bud. What are you talking about? I'm taking you away. I'm in the county. I'm uh, paying taxes, but I I got I don't want I got to the point I would I wouldn't call them if if I wouldn't call them for anything. If I had to shoot someone, I wouldn't call them. I just, I wouldn't. I'm just I just have nothing to after after experiences with them. I will have nothing to do with them, even though I got most of them fired. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, whole new whole new people uh, were uh, involved. But th- that's a long story. Those of you that have been following my show for a decade more know what I'm talking about because I talked about it on the show. I don't talk about it anymore because, well, the idiot sold his place. He's gone. Woohoo! So basically, all the idiots we hated up here, uh, they're all gone. Woohoo! So it's... Full time, it's just us and my buddies, the Ingebrigtsons, and that's it. Woohoo! Yep, whole section to ourselves, plus surrounded by the National Forest. Oh, wait, they call it the forest now. I get letters from the, the forest. forest. That's the return address, the <laughs> forest. I'm like, wow, I didn't know the trees could talk. I got to go talk to my trees. <laughs> Okay, continue. See what's going on with the forest. <laughs> Good. Anyways, where was I? I don't know. All right. Uh, yeah, I do. The lawsuit adds to a slew of investigations and legal actions against Trump by James. James, in December, vowed to continue investigations started by disgraced former Attorney General Eric Schneiderman and successor Barbara Underwood into... Trump and his organizations, including probing real estate deals and looking into anyone in his inner circle who could have violated the law. It doesn't matter if they did. You, what? It has nothing to do with Trump. You, so you're trying to, you're, you're swinging around the edges there. Okay, but couldn't they? Couldn't you? But all of this investigation has found nothing. Okay, but couldn't you civilly sue them for damages for your like? You know, they're they're harassing me while they're trying to investigate you. you. Could you, you do that in response to their? But you couldn't do it while they're complaint. doing the investigation. You couldn't sue them. Start start a civil lawsuit against all of them. No. They're, well, first of all, if they're, work, if they're governmental people, then... Uh, they're attorney generals. They're city attorney generals. The, well, th- yeah, unfortunately, they're allowed to do whatever they want. It's up to the judge to go frivolous lawsuit, kick it out. Or um, the, the counter complaint, the counter suit. It's called a counter suit. Okay, and I'm suing them for this amount of money and all my costs. Oh, see, that's what they should start doing. That's what they do. That, every civil case is done that way. Well, I understand that. Because it's that, always about money. It's not about anything else. But that's what they should start doing with all these people going after them and investigations. And I learned the hard way. I should have did that when I went to court. I should have asked for money. I would have got it. Instead, but, I, wanted an, I wanted an injunction, and he wouldn't give it. My neighbor stole a piece of my land. Just stole it. Built a road on it. Bam. Anyway, the Judge that's, said, nope. 
No problem. Yeah, I know. Anyway, but that's what they should do, like you're saying. They should sue. The, yeah, you're going to investigate me? I'm suing you for this amount of money while you're investigating me. Screw you. No, you, it has to be a countersuit to a suit, not an investigation. Again, they can investigate whoever they want. But the money is coming from the city coffers. Now, the, the people should be saying uh, no and then kicking these idiots out. But cities breed progs. Progs love Progland, and progs love hating Trump. So they don't care. And they don't understand it's their money anyway because they're doofus eye. Uh, trust everything the government does uses your money. State, local, federal, doesn't matter. It's all your money. They don't have any. See, but she... Okay, go read the next paragraph. Underwood, which, of course, we call underwear, previously brought a lawsuit against the Trump Foundation alleging illegal conduct and unlawful political coordination to benefit Trump's personal and business interests. That suit in December forced the foundation to dissolve. Why couldn't they just no, sue her? Not, no, it did not. That's a misstatement. It did not force the foundation to dissolve. Trump dissolved the foundation. It, he didn't have to. He just said, well, if, if you think there's a conflict, fine. Get rid of it. Now, there goes all the good work that foundation was doing. And the people they employed. Not as important. It is important that it does charitable work that no longer gets done because he closed it. Okay, but couldn't he have, like you said... And he'll reopen it after he's out of office. So, but he brought a lawsuit... They brought a lawsuit, so because they did a lawsuit, then you could do what you just said, a counter-lawsuit. Well, yes, but the thing... No, it's part of the... What are you doing, Susan? Stop putting words in my mouth. Your response is part of the same court hearings. They are suing you. You countersue them in the same case. It's not a separate judge. No, I know it's, it's not separate. Same, same one. Well, how come he didn't do it's it? It's not what you said. How come he didn't do it? How Because he he's busy. <laughs> and he said, fine, just get rid of the foundation. Go look into the Clinton Foundation. That's where the real crime is. Well, they're gone, too. Oh no, they still have they still have a foundation. They still have the Global Clinton Initiative, which is uh, another another BS nonprofit that uh, they use as just laundering money to themselves. That's that's what they use theirs for. That's why they assume the foundation had to be doing squirrely things because they do it so obviously trump must do it see again progressives project their own failings onto everybody else because after all we're all human so everybody behaves the same way uh, no we don't thankfully behave like you you amoral pieces of crap anyway um he wasn't forced to do anything he chose no there was no court order to dissolve it there was nothing he just fine he just got rid of it it's it's a thorn it's a it's i don't want to have to deal with it i got other things to do i'm president of the united states i got to deal with these idiots investigating everybody that's ever talked to me in my life (laughs) and uh run the government at the same time which he's been able to do they they are pissed that he's been able to do they thought i could distract him so he couldn't get anything done and he, he doesn't get distracted that's the point the, the foundation at that point is just a distraction. Just get rid of it. Problem solved. 
oh, and that is university, and it didn't have college accreditation. Yeah, all those lawsuits failed, too, because the overwhelming majority of the students became well-to-do real estate people. No, he never said it was a college-accredited course. It was to teach you the tools to go make money in the in the big big real estate business like he does. And, of course, there was one stupid woman who couldn't learn the lessons and did, didn't actually do well. She failed. So she blamed that on him. One out of a hundred. Whoa. There's no guarantees. I give you the tools, you have to use them. She couldn't use them because she was stupid. They probably should have did the IQ test before allowing her to even go. <laughs> Because then he would have said, "Oh, you can't, you you can't learn this. It's, you you couldn't possibly Here, understand this." Here, take this, this. pretest. Get back. Yeah, to me. Well, yeah. And then, so he stopped that too. He he stopped helping people learn how to be successful. Congratulations, Prague. You're, you're supposed to be helping everybody, and aren't he'll, you? He'll do it. He'll be back at it just as soon as he's no longer president. Believe me. Okay, so here here's the progs for you. We will use every area of the law to investigate President Trump and his business transactions and that of his family as well, Letitia James told the National Broadcasting of Communism News. Bitch! In an interview last year, we want to investigate anyone in his orbit who has, in fact, violated the law. Bitch! Good. Can we can we look at everybody you? in your circle? And your family? Because I'm willing to bet there's a lot of laws being broken there's by your people. There's a lot of skeletons. Clang, clang, yeah. clang, 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 clang. And I, I hate to be a little racist about it, Letitia, but you and I both know that black people tend to do things not quite squeaky clean. Sorry, I mean, not all black people, but black people in certain circles like the that come from the the ghettos and inner cities, that kind of stuff. Uh, they have no problems with doing whatever illegal illegality they can, and they think they're above the law. They don't understand that if someone catches on, someone starts paying attention to you, Letitia, your big mouth. You came out. Now you're on, not under the radar anymore. Let's see what your family's been up to. Okay, you're going to love this last paragraph. I can't even get out the ups and downs for the uh, week, and I'm running out of time. <laughs> you're going to love this last paragraph, because the progs This isn't are... the last paragraph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In addition to investigations into Trump's personal business dealings, James vowed to investigate any government subsidies Trump may have received and whether he has violated the emoluments clause of the U.S. Constitution. Well, if he got it before he was president, it, does, it doesn't violate the emoluments clause because he was a president. Doesn't she even, she probably doesn't even know if it bit up her backside. And, no, he's not in violation of the emoluments clause. This this stretch that because foreign people go to his hotels He's making money, he's taking money from them. That's a violation of the emolument clause. No, that's doing business. The founding fathers did business with all foreign cities, countries. Yeah. All, in fact, that's where all the business yeah. was. That's where all our trade was. Yep. So this is stupid, right? Yep. Yeah, of course it is. Because that's not an emolument. That's payment for services provided. That's not a, that's not a gift. The emolument clause is about gifts. Paying for a room in a hotel is not a gift. 
you know, these freaking progs, they're just loving on the Constitution now. I just they're loving I, on I it. I can't wait till we flip the tables on them. What do you think of that? I, I really do. Again, by taking back the, your state from the ground up, we could do just that. This This kind of person would be removed from office right away. The people would call for them to be removed, and that'd be the end of them. Because you either do that, Governor, you're not going to be elected again. See, we the people have power. We just have to start using it. We've got the power. Don't start singing, please. <laughs> There's no reason to break into song. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go to break. Sid Quap Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 and all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-917-1316. 800-917-1316. That's 800-917-1316. If you're suffering from hearing loss, stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of Listen Clear, a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 
88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456, 800-377-1456, that's 800-377-1456. Hey, Bubsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get the Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800 910 8231 Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour half of two. All right. Still on the up and down. <laughs> An up down. From Fox News, a 74 year old man had said a woman berated and called him a racist at a California Starbucks on Monday after she spotted him wearing a Make America Great Again hat in support of President Trump. You know, I, I'm so tempted to wear a MAGA hat in town just to piss everybody off. I'm going off. to this summer. But I carry a gun, so I... I still am going to. I'm a woman. I was afraid for my life. Yeah, but I carry a gun openly. So I really... I try to avoid confrontation. You know, these I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen... I do a show with uh, Deb of the Women of the Revolution, and during the Revolution, it was a civil war, and it was the Loyalists that wanted to stay, that wanted to stay with the king, and then the Patriots that wanted to have their own country. As bloody and as awful the things that they did to each other, both of them were rational. These progs, Brian, they're completely, completely bat s crazy they're not even rational they're insane they must be taking some kind of drugs because they have don't have a rational thought in their head at all well you can't be a prog and be rational but they're nuts the man who was identified as victor told ktvu he was wearing the iconic red hat see we have white ones my friend sent me because he likes white hats because from Arizona where it's hot. <clears throat> you gotta, you got to have the red hat to make it stand out. Anyway. 
wearing the iconic red hat when the woman began yelling at him outside the coffee shop in Palo Alto. This woman came over and not only started screaming at me, she turned to the Starbucks audience and said, Hey, everybody, come here. This guy's a racist. This guy hates brown people, Victor told the news station. I, where did they get this? He's done more for brown people in this country than Democrats ever have. Victor, who is Jewish, also told other news outlets that the woman called him a Nazi. The woman, who later identified herself as Rebecca Mankey, admitted in a lengthy Facebook post that she yelled at Victor and called for anyone who spotted the 74-year-old wearing the MAGA hat to please confront him. I yelled at him, called the entire Starbucks to order, and yelled at him more about how it's not okay to hate brown people. You know what? If you're brown, I do hate you right now. <laughs> you're not helping. She called a Jewish man wearing I don't even care. She said, a Nazi. I don't care. Hate brown people? You are a brown person, and right now I'm hating on you because you're hating on me, dumbass. How is that helping? See, they're idiots. They can't even think things through. You think, really, getting in someone's face, calling the people who hate brown people while you're a brown person is really the right way to go about having someone not really get pissed off at brown people? They're insane. I'm just saying. I called him more names and told him to call the police. He wouldn't call the police, so I called him a wimp. He got his stuff together to leave. I followed him to the register while he complained about me. Read the post on Mankey's page, which has since been deactivated. Then chased him out of Starbucks, yelling at him to get the F out of my town. Is not that assault? Not, not unless she got too close. She chased him out. She followed yeah, him to yeah, the register. She could be 10 feet away from him. Again. If you're in my personal space doing this, we have a problem. I'm going to defend myself, woman or not. You're insane. Again, why I said I carry a gun openly, I don't I don't want to meet that person. I don't think there's any of those in Butte, Montana. But if I did meet this person, we'd have a problem because she's violent and she's being violent at me. And I'm going to have to defend myself and I carry a gun. Did I report? Did I say that enough? Maybe you should think. Maybe you shouldn't yell at the guy with the gun. I'm just saying. I carry open. Everyone knows I got. I have a gun. I'm wearing it. It's right there. And uh, I don't think that would happen. I think she would see the gun and shut her mouth. Uh, hopefully, she was that smart. So, and again, how do you know this guy wasn't carrying a concealed weapon? You don't get up in people's face because that's an assault. You're not allowed to enter my personal space screaming and gesticulating violently at me. I have to assume I have to defend myself, and I always do. So either step off or we have a problem. You can yell at me from over there. I don't care. Just stay away from me. I don't care what they call That wouldn't even bother me. She'd call I'd start laughing at her. <laughs> I really would. I'd be, I'd be laughing. I'd be laughing at her just like this. It's just, you're funny. <laughs> One day you might, you'll have two brain cells to rub together. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Try and publicly shame me, lady. Good luck with that.
she later wrote in a comment that she was going to publicly shame him in town and try to get him fired and kicked out of every club he is in. He's 74 years old. Who is she going to get him fired from? She's just yakking about nothing. Because she's insane. She doesn't know what clubs. <laughs> every club he's Brian. in. Brian. She uh, went after a 74-year-old old man. Yeah, but the point is, she is equating Donald Trump and, and Make America Great Again with racism. That means she's bought into the... She drank the Kool-Aid. Again, record brown people. Employment rates. Record. Record low unemployment for brown people. How is he a racist? When he... He he went to the inner cities. He talked with them. He said he was going to help them, and he did. And he's still helping them. What are you doing for your fellow brown people besides making an ass of yourself and making everybody think, I hope maybe all brown people are like that? That wouldn't be a good thing. You're not representing your people very well, lady. If you are, then, you're, then people are going to start hating brown people. Palo Alto police said both parties did not file a report on the incident. Mankey, however, was fired from her job at Griffin Strings, a guitar sales and repair shop, after the store owner was made aware of the altercation. Now that's justice right there. That's the up. That's the justice right there. See? Came back to bite you in the backside. No, he didn't get fired from anything. I thought he was working at 74 anyway. Probably not. Uh, you never got him kicked out of any club. Like, if he was in one, you wouldn't know about it. And you lost your job. Good work. Oh, don't worry. You're brown. You can get unemployed. You can get welfare, right? Griffin does not believe anyone should be harassed or subjected to hate speech, no matter their beliefs. Music has historically been something that was brought that has brought people of diverse socio-political backgrounds together. The store said in a statement earlier this week, We would like to make it clear that the opinions expressed and actions taken by the employee are not indicative of how we conduct ourselves at the shop, and we hope we can continue to serve our customers across the country respectfully and universally as we have done for nearly 50 years. The store owner, Richard Johnston, told KTVU that Mankey has worked at the store as an office manager for four years. He said Mankey was fired because of her actions, not due to public backlash. Good for him! We've always felt that Griffin was an equivalent of kind of a musical town square for the community. And we welcome people of all views, Johnston said. Victor said those berating people for wearing the red hat have Trump derangement syndrome. It's called Trump derangement syndrome, people acting crazy. If you can't tell the difference between a hat that says Make America Great Again and a Nazi helmet or a Ku Klux Klan hat, I'd say you're deranged, Victor said. Here, here, Victor. Ugh. They are. They're deranged. They're completely obvious. Anyone insane. that anyone that that was the definition of being deranged, acting that way self-destructive while she thought she was like everybody was on her side guess not i don't know where are you going to find a job next you're getting a lot of publicity for this you might find interviews difficult 
people don't like store managers that are insane. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, we got a few minutes. Oh, push the button. Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. It's high time that we close up that gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration. In these great United States Okay, thank you, call Clang Clang with the K.com Of course, that means it's time for the Illegal Alien Invasion Report From Roulette Daily Amid warnings from fellow Republicans Of severe economic consequences President Trump retreated from his threat to shut down the U.S.-Mexico border to address the massive influx of illegal immigrants, aliens, and illicit drugs. Okay, I don't know how you're going to defend this. It didn't happen. Yeah, it did. No. Yes, it did. This is the third article that said he's going to... He even said it. Not because of a few fellow Republicans complaining about severe economic consequences. No, that wasn't the reason. He decided he was he wanted Mexico to f- solve this problem, and so he decided, fine, I'm putting a 25% tariff on all your goods until you stop this. He's giving them a year to do it. Yeah, they're not going to take a year. 25% at all goods isn't. That's gonna that's gonna really put a kink in their economy. The next thing is uh, stop stop. Uh, the wire companies from allowing illegal aliens to wire illegally illegally obtained money back to yeah. Mexico that would hurt them even worse cuz that's about 80 800 80, 80 million dollars a year but yeah he's going to hurt them financially and he said and if that doesn't work i can still shut down the border and did not take that off the table. And it had nothing to do with warnings from fellow Republicans. Yeah, have you ever seen him listen to any of these rhinos before? He makes up his own mind. He told reporters at the White House on Thursday he would instead give Mexico a one-year warning, Politico reported, before closing the border. He said he would first impose auto tariffs on America's southern neighbor. The only thing, frankly, better... But less drastic than closing the border is to tariff the cars coming in, Trump said. We're going to give them a one-year warning, and if the drugs don't stop or largely stop, we'll put tariffs on Mexico and products, in particular cars. Yeah, um, Our American car manufacturers open plants down in Mexico to try and get away from the reg and the taxes up here that Donald Trump's getting rid of, thankfully. Uh, so if he tariffs the cars, then I guess they'll have to move back to the United States, huh? Sucks being Mexico. The president's top immigration officials have warned that the immigration system has reached a breaking point. 
with processing and holding centers overwhelmed. The United States has expanded its practice of catch and release of illegal alien families. On Monday, Trump said he was willing to absorb the economic impact of shutting down the border. Sure, it will have a negative effect on the economy, he told reporters at the time. It's a very big trading partner, but to me, trading is more important. The borders are very important, but security is what is most important. I mean, we have to have security. Since then, top economic advisor Larry Kudlow has said the administration is discussing alternative approaches to curbing the immigration surge that would have less impact on commerce. One possibility would be to ban cars but allow commercial trucks. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders told reporters on Tuesday that closing the border is not our first choice, emphasizing Trump's number one priority is to protect life. Trump claimed the reporters Thursday that his threats alone have been effective. So for the last four days, and you actually have covered it in minor extent, Mexico has been capturing people and bringing them back to their countries at the southern border. He said they've been taking people under their very powerful laws. They have the right to do it and bringing them back to where they come from. That is about three days now, I guess, since, frankly, since they heard I was going to close the border. Trump said Thursday that while tariffs may be sufficient, he's serious about his willingness to shut down the border. I will do it. You know I will do it. I don't play games. I'll do it, he said. And he's right. And that's why people pay attention to him. Because when he says something, he does it. Yeah, but he said he was going to do it, and now he's not going to. No, he said that's still on the table. Meanwhile, you just lost 25% uh, income from cars being imported into the United States. Well, he's giving them a year. No, 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 no. The tariff, no, no. He's given the year before he closes the border. The tariffs are going into effect. Okay, because everyone's getting it wrong then. He's he's given them a year warning about closing the border. At least that's the way the story reads. Yeah, everybody's reading everything different. Like I said, I can only go by what the story says. I I know, I understand. And he clearly, you know, I I don't think he's got, uh, in a year I'm going to put a 25% tariff on cars. It didn't say that. He said he's doing that instead of closing the borders. Yeah, and you know, bringing the trucking in from Mexico, the, the, our truckers hate the Mexican truckers. No, no, that's about com- that's about commerce. He's saying oh. he's going to allow. In other words, he's going to allow the commerce truck, big, you know, tractor trailers bring in commerce. Cars don't. So he's going to buy ban cars from crossing the border, but allow the tractor trailers to come in. And they always came in. And what they used to do, and I don't know if it's back to that or not, under NAFTA it changed. They come across the border at a staging area, and then they transfer the goods over to U.S. truckers, and the U.S. truckers take it yeah, that's, inside that's the United changed. States. That changed it under changed Obama. changed under NAFTA. Yeah, right. That was a requirement under NAFTA right. to allow Mexican truckers. But he did away with NAFTA. Right. So he doesn't have to allow that. Anyway, so I don't know what he's going to do. do I, know. I don't know what he's doing. It could be right now. He went back to the old way and nobody's reporting anything. Right. I don't know. 
Anyway, I'm going to read this really quick. Trucks inch through, this is from Reuters, trucks inch, because we're going to get off the air, trucks inch through traffic in some stores reported fewer customers in the U.S.-Mexico border towns on Wednesday as staffing shortages tied to a surge in asylum seekers slowed checkpoints and threats of the border closing scared away shoppers. Good. Too bad, shoppers. But we're out of time. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner, from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. <laughs>